0: Hey guys, this is Ashley and Ras, and today we are talking about who you are outside of your trauma. So when I brought up this topic, uh, one is because it's a topic I've been having to talk about a lot in my personal life all the time uh Especially this last week and a half, I feel like I've been like s- just sitting in sessions and sessions talking about this. And so I thought it was a good topic to bring up because for a lot of us, there was at least one period in our life where our whole persona was based off of what we later found out were just survival skills. You know, that era during the mid 2000s of being like, Haha, I'm so crazy. I'm messy. I'm a messy person. What's the other one? I be out here. Oh, I still say I'm wildin'. I say I'm wilding all the time. But I be saying that now about things like I had two cups of wine before bed. <laughs> Girl, is out here wildin'. Cause <laughs> that's wilding after 29 and heartburn. Um, but you know, <laughs> having that phase and hopefully in kind of like when you go through that healing journey, when you go through that period where you're like, hey, um, I'm recognizing there's some things in my life that I don't want to be a part of. I don't want to be a thing anymore. And you start healing, you start going inward, you start feeling your feelings, you start doing all that. Um, There's a lot of things that you start to realize will come off and you realize, wait, that's not even my personality. Like, Am I deeply sarcastic because I'm just naturally funny, or is that my way of dealing with pain and coping? Yes, <clears throat> I love that Help. example. Yeah, am I, you know, dark and mischievous, or did I grow up with a family that made me keep a lot of secrets? Mm. So, Ashley, what was kind of your thought when I brought this subject up? I had to sit with it. <laughs>
1: when you brought the topic up though, I initially was thinking of I guess people with the more abrasive types of personality where it just feels like they're wearing their trauma. Like yeah. it's just it's it and it's it puts up such a guard that you're just like, ooh, you know, you just wanna yeah. it's meant to keep people back up. So that's why that's kind of what I was initially thinking of when you brought that up. And and because interacting with people like that it does feel like well who are you without all this do you know that you mm-hmm. can shed this you know but people have taken that on as their personality oh yeah you know this is I, I cuss you out in a minute yeah uh, not not really normal not mm-hmm. really a natural response to things maybe something you should you know <laughs> kind of look at but yeah that's more so what i was thinking about more so people wanting to hold on to stuff that yeah. is not serving them or It doesn't really look like who who they are today yeah. or who they could. be.
0: Yeah. And I was talking about the more low-key covert ones of like Gucci this, designer that, blah, blah, blah. You know me, I miss everything. I miss I always got that, blah, blah, blah. Like, okay, okay. Who are we once we take off the designer? Why did we decide to pick up the persona of, look how flashy I'm looking at all the things I got? kind of those other little things because i feel like i've been working with a lot of lately who that's a thing they're going through their healing process and they're discovering new sides to them and i was just like oh i didn't know i'm i'm sensitive i don't know i was sensitive i was just walk around angry all the time uh apparently because i was shutting off the feeling sad <laughs> once i turned that back on apparently i'm sensitive um kind of just discovering those things and us having to have that conversation no you're probably always sensitive (laughs) it's not new it's that before you didn't allow yourself to feel that it wasn't safe it wasn't safe in your home environment you grew up with a mom that was a bully and kind of taking that look back of like, oh, shoot, because there is a whole change that happens not only with you, and you, but like once you take off your trauma, realize who you are outside of it, you'll usually see a ripple effect in every other area of your life as well.
1: Yep. Yep. Especially like friends that you had that you may have bonded over certain types of traumas with or Mm -hmm. certain types of personality traits that don't really suit you anymore. Mm -hmm. And... When most people aren't healing at the same rate, mm-hmm. <laughs> going through their things at the same time. So it can cause that kind of rift in relationships with people.
0: It definitely does. I think even lovers, I think like sometimes uh, we don't, we, we, we start this healing journey. It might be your partner that's like, you need to get your anger under control. You need to whatever, whatever. And then you start taking it serious and realize that's not even my type. When I'm healed, I'm not even att- attracted to that type of partner.
1: That's real. <laughs> I think, mm, let's see, like this past weekend, I was having a conversation with someone about like, what what type of shit, what do I have going on? Or what has, what did my mom have going on that? Like we were, we were sharing, we mm-hmm. were sharing about experiences that we were having with men in our lives. And they were dang near identical. And I was like okay, so what have I picked up from you <laughs> that has got, put me in this same type of situation? And mm-hmm. I haven't had a chance to fully flesh out my thoughts on that. But one thing I was thinking about uh, over the weekend was hyper-independence. Because mm-hmm. I know that that is something that I've identified a little bit more recently as like, because of trauma like i knew it was like cause that's just how i am but see yeah. that's what i mean that's what i mean it's mm-hmm. just like i don't need nobody i could do everything by myself i don't but of course as i've been going through my journey and more being like it's totally okay to get help why didn't anybody tell me i could have been mm-hmm. got help and been soft and <laughs> these other things so i'm really still peeling back the layers mm-hmm. of what that hyper independence has meant and how it's impacted things and how to change some things. And so I guess in dating scenarios, like I was asking myself, I was like, is this hyper-independence? Why I'd be okay with a, with a piece of a man, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I I have this perception that I don't need you. And so, but that's crazy to me. That don't even make no dang sense. So I don't know.
0: (laughs) I had a revelation. Um, the last person I had dated seriously, um, before this time like was somebody who was just like emotionally unavailable like completely emotionally unavailable and that was like my type that was the thing and i remember like really sitting with myself and having that discussion like why why is that a thing oh yeah because you don't believe in actually like feeling too deep yourself like you you are very much like let me explain everybody else feelings and emotions but i'm gonna keep it surface level with you like i need to always be able to detach myself from you like if i start feeling like mm, i want him to stay for a long time and i might like apologize and like or work things out to make that happen mm, you gotta go you gotta go that's too much feelings And having that same conversation and then having to realize like, oh, that's because you did not know any emotionally available man growing up. So you thought that was just normal and found the guys that were like emotionally available could talk about their feelings and you were just, it made you feel uncomfortable. And that's why you weren't attracted to them. It had nothing to do with them. It's that them being that open and freeing themselves triggered you (laughs) to have to look at yourself and be like, nah, 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 nah.
1: Yeah, that's real. I, <laughs> you saying it made me think, cause again, I know I've been doing some reflection in this area specifically uh, of relationships. Like when we don't know what's going on with us, we can make it like it's other people's stuff. So like, mm-hmm. even for my, it's when I think back of me being like, oh no, but people don't know what they want. You know, I'm dating these men and then they're, they're this and this, that, I don't know. what I What I have realized. <laughs> in recent years is I've been like no I'm gonna be intentional is that like I wasn't doing that before and Mm -hmm. I knew I wasn't doing that before but I guess I didn't realize that it was drawing in people like if I don't know what I'm doing I may be saying oh I'm just seeing this out to see if we get to a relationship Mm -hmm. and then when people will be like yes it's you I pick you I want to be with you and I want to pursue you I was like whoa chill okay Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm dating. <laughs> Just like, why don't you get back in your spot and we'll see if you win at the end of the race, right? <laughs> While keeping up with guys that I'm looking for a relationship. No, the fuck, I'm not. I clearly you
0: were there. my biggest encourager. I when I was engaged and I was like, okay, I'm not doing this some more. You were my biggest encourager to be like, rest date as many as you want. No, add I mean, more, add more. Let's get a team. <laughs> what
1: I are really we Dating? Me. I'm
0: focusing on one or two guys. What are we doing? And then I actually have you out here acting like my brothers. So because somebody has to be to blame for that, and um, I I don't think it was my fault.
1: Blame I me? Mean? I don't. <laughs> I don't believe that. Like I really believe if you are not serious, and you know you don't want to be in a relationship. You might as well date around. I get what I'm saying is. Mm-hmm. I was lying to me and saying that I wanted a relationship, but when people were offering them to me, I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) I want I want this unattainable person that I'm pining over to offer me a
0: relationship. To work towards, okay. Because that's what that unattainable person is. That is a workout. Because
1: (laughs) because it's weird. What do you mean? What do you mean you want to be with me? Just met me. Know me. But honestly, but I, I was, like I said, thinking about I was like, yeah, but I also know that it feels really good for someone to be that certain of just saying like, hey, I know yeah. that this is the phase I am in in my life. And you're the person I want to explore this with.
0: I wasn't I, hearing that. <laughs> I remember having that moment when I was like 29 and recognizing that like, uh, I want certainty. I want certainty. I want nope, you are my person. And not only do I not want other people, I don't I don't want nobody else touching my person. And all this touching multiple persons is not attractive. And I don't want to be in this space anymore. Unfortunately, I had that realization while dating somebody. Um (laughs) and realizing like, uh, and you're not my person. Anywho, healing the way that it affects your personal life is fascinating. You have those who, that means celibacy for them. Like once they start clearing out traumatic behaviors, several mechanisms, all that type of stuff, they realize I was using sex as a coping mechanism. I don't even, I don't even, I, I had a um good friend who like had a realization of like, I don't even think I like sex for real. Like, I don't even think, I. but like, I just think, I wanted intimacy, but I was afraid of emotional intimacy. So I was like, sex. <laughs> and they like, I think I was just exchanging bodies for fake intimacy. And now that I don't want fake intimacy, I mean, so then I'm liking it. And I'm like, enjoying not being touched. And I'm like, no, if I have going to do the sex thing, like, hey, I really got to like you. <sighs> the moon's got to align. Like, it was a whole thing for her.
1: I, I can understand that. <laughs> <laughs> I can even, even, I would say even the way that you maybe even want to have sex could change. Oh, yeah. From, you know, I mean, in a different phase of life, things that were more rough and gruff were more mm-hmm. appealing to me. It was it. get in here, let's, let's, let's do all this stuff. And this is, this is very gruff, just lots of... <laughs> mm-hmm. Healed me wants like softness and kindness yeah. and gentleness. Like, be gentle. I don't if you call me talking about you gonna beat it up, there's nothing, no, there's no it here. There's nothing to beat. I don't want that kind of attention. I want soft gentleness in my bedroom. And I've really come to this whole cause again, stripping this hyper, whatever the hell, I consider that to be my more masculine side. Mm-hmm. Like that's my more masculine energy. That's like I gotta be super independent. I gotta protect me. I gotta be. But like in my bedroom, in my I want soft, feminine, all of that just stuff. So <laughs> now I'm more like I don't want no roughness in my bedroom. That's for the world. That's for like all that masculine, aggressive ass energy is for other. Is not. It doesn't belong here. It's how I feel. It doesn't. And and that's that's changed. <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> I hmm? I have nothing to add on that.
1: Add on that. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe not for everybody, but but I, I guess I would say don't be surprised. You know, don't be surprised if you notice yourself reflecting and being like, you know what? I actually don't want anyone
0: to do that to me. I actually would prefer these
1: other types of things.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and a revelation, like choking, is technically a felony. I don't. We don't need to be doing that. Why? Why Why was that the face? Yeah. Um, again, I don't have anything to say on that, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I do agree though. There is lots of, um, yeah, there's definitely lots of changes I think that happens. Uh, with the way that you date which i think includes like sex and things like that of even just i know again for me the biggest thing with change was the type of person i am now attracted to like i like very talkative guys now i have not always like talkative guys but like more of a like nope strip your soul naked like no take care about all those errors who are you for real when nobody else is watching that's the version of you I would like to know whereas before i think i was very much like if you can just keep it all on keep being the person you pretended to be at first that would be great i am no it's fine you don't have to come no i don't want to meet i don't want to meet the real you i very much is okay with your representative and your representative keep showing up that'd be great and that was my i think that for me was the biggest change because i don't want to play hide and seek no more so i don't want to play they anybody that's still playing emotional hide and seek with themselves as well
1: right and I think I said too it, overall I think when you start moving into a certain place and you start valuing certain things a little bit differently you change your expectations for the people around you I mean I, I don't know how you couldn't you know it's like I don't want to talk about the same mess that I used mm-hmm. to talk about mm-hmm. interest me. that was talk that was again caught up in all that trauma you know you really just that's like, especially as it relates to dating, whenever I see people post those like memes or videos of like, oh, me and my friends hanging out and we don't talk about men and they're just sitting quietly. And I'm like, I'm glad I think that's funny because <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it happens. I was like, get it. But but I remember going through a phase where, I had, where certain things weren't a thing anymore and there were certain people I didn't talk to during that. Mm-hmm. And we, we didn't have anything else we connected mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. and it wasn't like a, a conscious decision it just I don't got nothing to tell her because she mm-hmm. only about this type of stuff or you know when we talk we only talk about this kind of mess so I don't mm-hmm. have that mess going on no more so I don't really have you know
0: Hmm. I um. yeah I think something that people have to be kind of or on the alert of like yeah you are gonna have friends where it was like y'all were trauma bonded like y'all whole y'all whole thing every the stuff that y'all talk about the stuff y'all interested in doing you're just not interested in no more and having that feeling of feeling alone in a crowd right yeah. these the same people that i usually am happy and turned up with and blah 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 and now we all sitting here and i'm like bro this is what y'all talk about bro this is what y'all do like, this is why we still want, and it's not any shade to them because like they're, they're on their own path. They on their own stuff. You're going to end up in their own place. But a lot of times, if you spend a lot of time in, um, wrapped up in that survivor mode, that fight or flight mode all the time, and you decide to get off that Ferris wheel, uh, yeah, you're going to find out there's a whole bunch of stuff in your life that you no longer relate to. And unfortunately, friends end up being one of them for a lot of folks. I will say that used to be a why whenever people would be like,
1: oh. You're yeah. right. But also, um, how I, I, I'm thinking now about the people who like have gotten to a place where they're able to identify their trauma, mm-hmm. but not having done anything about it. It's just, it just has become like a. just no
0: words <laughs> at
1: yeah it's just like look it's because of my trauma that i'm this way our heart hard, heart and like great uh, what do you do with that self-awareness <laughs> why why aren't you doing anything with it
0: there's no way i can talk about this unless we bleep it out because everything i have to say on this subject i would like to not release this the ethers.
1: i know when i realized how much it irked me it was uh it was someone attempting to i don't, I don't know what the hell he was trying to court me probably just trying to have sex but it's a man telling me about his trauma and his stuff, and like, ah, oh, I don't know. I just, I'm so fucked up. Like, I just, I just can't get it together for you because of my trauma. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it would be like, ah, oh, it's because of this. Like, it's because of that. And it's like, okay, <laughs> you know, now that you know, are you gonna do? You know, a year later, it's the same crap. You circling back around with the same, and, and now you have a diagnosis. Oh, you get it, like why aren't you doing anything mm-hmm. <laughs> stop just coming like oh i'm gonna just fall on the sword and admit my faults cool please do something about them because i don't want to just hearing that you have these probably what am i
0: supposed to do with that you gotta make the change. well i mean i guess you don't there are some people you get you, you get a choice some people choose not to utilize that choice some people are just like i want to do nothing with it and that's that is their prerogative But I do think for others, I think there's a certain point with like not being able to turn back. There's just a certain point of like, I can't do that to, I got too much knowledge. I can't, I can't turn back and do that.
1: Like go back, you mean turn back, like go back to acting however?
0: Yeah. Go back to like, I think once you figure out your trauma, you figure out a new way that works for you. Like I definitely have had moments, especially in the past with dating where I was just like, you know, um, you know, there's that one man that's so emotionally unavailable that just, that just really want to marry you, no matter where he is in life, what he's doing. Just, 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 just go back. That just, that just seems easier instead of like trying to do all this extra shit because you're like, oh, healing me wants to do this with my, with this healness in my career and so forth. Just, just go back to that one job you hated. That was easy. That paid well. That like there's some times where you just have those days where it feels hard and healing feels stupid and we're like okay so I'm more healed so what now because I feel bored (laughs) like what am I doing what else are we doing this journey and you were like you know what maybe I need to go back to my old ways because I don't know reminiscing it looked kind of fun but I know at least for me uh, so far I don't know time ain't run out yet but I've never been able to really do that. It's just one of those, also, you know too much now.
1: Yeah, you can't keep, keep it up. But but you also highlighted a good point, though. If you have figured out how to do something different, mm. and there are people who don't, that's the next step that I'm talking about. Like, you know, mm. <laughs> that people don't always cross over into. But I think, and another point to make, though, and I try to remind myself of this, too, even with, with some of the people I work with, uh, that while healing is ongoing and it's a process i don't think it's meant for all this time every time because it is a freaking lot you know at some point you'd be like i don't i don't want to read no more books i don't want to know no more than i know you know i i want to go to the movies i i want to i don't know i want to go do something else yeah balance but i yeah i think it's okay to to take a pause and people will do that even with therapy, just like, you know, it's been cool. Uh, I've enjoyed coming and, and, and feeling my feelings and whatnot, but I need a break.
0: <laughs> and I'd be like, valid. But,
1: valid, word. It's okay. Because have, it's a, sometimes there's so many layers to peel, back. you just like, I'm tired. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> anymore.
0: I have definitely talked to clients who have like, had that point where they're like, I was... <sighs> I'm healed out, like I know I'm not there yet, but like I'm just, I'm at the level of healing. I think I want to be at for a while. Like this is, this is, there's, you know, I've been doing meditation every morning. That that takes, I, I would like to sleep in now, I think. I, I've been doing deep breaths. I've been, I've been holding boundaries. I've been like, everything just feels like a launch. And I'd be like, yeah, put, put press pause. Not every day is supposed to be learning a new mantra. <laughs> yoga in the morning <laughs> calling back family members to let them know about your new added boundaries to the list like not every day so when you I actually had a conversation with someone recently where I think um I did I had said to them because we were talking about boundaries and they were talking about a conversation they're like I know and I need to do communication I need a button I said look you not every conversation needs to be had you're okay to say you know what this bother me but i i don't need to have a conversation with them i don't need to have this long drawn out thing you got to figure out what your limits are and be okay with pausing sometimes or letting it play in the background letting your yeah. healing play as background noise as you live your life
1: well right because i mean even like some of the things you mentioned like but even these like coping skills and things we build they're meant to weave in they don't have you know but i think sometimes we we do beef it up mm-hmm. we're going through something or we're in a transition and so we rev everything up we want to read books and watch videos and do i don't know people who deep dive into stuff <laughs> it's exhausting
0: mm-hmm. listen to um, all the boring podcasts not the fun one like ours but the boring ones. <laughs> i went through that stage i just back to back doctor this healer that yeah akashic records like i was out listening all types of stuff like yes this is what we gonna do and it got to be a bit much i'm like okay now i just want to laugh only things that make me laugh <laughs> i think i remember you telling me that one day
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so that's fair so like, yeah i do want to highlight like that nobody like, um, needs to be that turned on all, all the time doing all all of the deep deep healing it can't get exhausted and that's, and that's fair because I also get the feeling of like, when, when we are worn out and tired of being like, I just want to go back to what I know. I mean, that's usually when we go to our comfort zones and, mm-hmm. and go back to what we know. And, and some of those things we know was from the time we wasn't <laughs> we weren't functioning that great. But that's a real feeling, you know, <laughs> that people have with a lot. Like you said, let me just go back to the job I know. Let me just mm-hmm. move back to my hometown. Let me just call up that ex I blew off. Let me just mm-hmm. get in these and and I and th- thankfully I think if you learn, we learn like well, let me let me hold this feeling for a little bit before I do something stupid mm-hmm. and see if I really feel that way later cuz it can happen and it hits you when you're worn out.
0: Yeah. It really really does. It really really does. But on that same note, a little different, it also can be like a change to the type of things you ingest. Like music, entertainment of all sorts, movies, memes, all of that type of stuff changed. I know me actually had a moment earlier today yeah. where I was like hunting for memes and I, I I was mad about something else. So I was just like in a very spicy kind of, <laughs> kind of fiery energy and I was going off on something else. And then I said, I think a second or third follow up. Voice message, and I was like, yeah, on top of that, I was like, I can't find no memes. I was like, because out of the old pages I used to follow to get memes from, everybody is going through this phase of like, sit with us or not with them because we're so special. I brought this up in a couple episodes. I've talked about this a couple times of like just not really liking that type of humor. I don't know. It's weird to me. And I was like going through page after page, and I kept finding memes like that, and I was like. I just say unfollow these pages because, y'all, yeah, this type of humor feels weird. And also, some of those pages were more on the like esoteric side. And one of the conversations I think me and you end up having is like those pages are just starting to feel like church by another name. They're getting really weird religious culty undertones to them.
1: I think holier than thou.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's spread over to the so called spiritual community.
0: Yeah, and I do not like the holier than thou attitude.
1: Mm-hmm. But one of the things I was saying, something that I know has changed for me, is self depreciating humor just just doesn't appeal to me. Uh, I don't think it was ever my favorite, but mm-hmm. it stands out more. That's more. It's like it just stands out, and it's like, oh, now I feel more like, oh, you don't you don't always have to be a mess. You just...
0: <laughs> Your inner uh, middle aged mother came out.
1: That's kind of how I feel when I read some of these memes that are like. I don't know if it's my aunt, mother. As a therapist, I am very much that person too, though. Like, mm-hmm. like my clients get used to and have even told me they hear my voice somewhere when they start making negative comments about themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'm very much like, oh, we're not gonna do that. Um, but <clears throat> yeah, no, it's funny. One of my one like one was literally telling me they were watching a movie and the character was like being mean to themselves and hitting themselves. And she was like and i was thinking ooh ashley would not approve of this <laughs> <laughs> you are correct that kind of like i said i think it just like stands out more is one of them things and it feels like it just kind of chafes at me When i and that's yeah. something i think that's for some people that is how once you move past certain things even in music and stuff where it's like something that you used to just like jam to and then one day you're singing along and you like damn what what am i saying yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I definitely had to do a purging of my music like back in like 2020. Like there was just like a point in time. Well, there was a point in time I could not listen to music. Like I was just, your girl was going through it for a while. She was in denial, but she was. Anywho, when I came back, I had to purge a whole bunch of stuff because yeah, there was a whole bunch of stuff that like, for example, love Dipset in theory, um, love Dipset. And <laughs> love the Purple Haze album, love Joel Santana's album. Um, but he had a song where he had said something about, like, homosexuals, of course, it's not the term he's using, he had used the F word, kind of dragged that around, and I was like, like, this is what we were singing in 10th grade? Like, I in that 10th grade, I knew all the lyrics, and I did not know, like, I was just yelling these hateful things out loud, and like... Those words have power. Like I hear them now, and I'm like, "Ooh, yeah!" That word, isn't that weird?
1: Yeah, oh, I mean, I get because you're right. Like words have power. And when you feel it, you're like, "Ooh, that looks ugly." Like, like I, I remember that song. The when um, "No Love" got stuck in my head. All I wanna do is, and I was like, "No Love." Why the hell would I be chanting that? <laughs> mm-hmm. What the life I want? <laughs> Even um, even with love songs, like I have a playlist that's called The Love I Want. And it's mm-hmm. like just just songs that make me just be like, yeah, mm-hmm. I want to love be loved like this. Or, you know, it's a playlist when I'm feeling like I need a little extra. Mm-hmm. And there was a song on there that came on that was so, it was recently I was listening to it. And I was like, I don't want this. Because <laughs> 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 it was really... She it she goes on of like I wish like basically like I wish I was your everything type of vibe of mm-hmm. like I want to be specialist I want to be all of these things to you I want you to be and all this stuff and I was like you know I like that actually I really don't I want to be a lot of things I want to be appreciated respect I mean it's a lot of stuff but like I don't want to be someone's everything end all be all the you don't never mm-hmm. do anything else in the world I'm the like. It's not appealing. I don't know what it was, but the song was on my playlist and it came up. And I was like, yeah, no, actually, I don't, don't, let me delete that. Don't want to manifest that energy.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, there's definitely some like anti-love songs that I had to get rid of. And it's not even like I'm trying to call love in right now.
1: Or the pining, begging type of song.
0: No, no, not even that. Like, I'm talking about the ones that are like, I'm trying to think of some of the ones I actually had to delete, but the Toxic Love songs. Like, if you cheat, if you out in a club, don't think I'm not. Like, those type of songs where I was just like, I mean, yes, it has a catchy beat, but like, I got to make a decision on, yeah, like, it was just feeling odd. I was just having moments. It was feeling odd coming out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. Where I was just like, I don't relate to this. And I don't wear, I don't relate to this. And I don't think that happens with everybody necessarily. I've never been like a horror movie. I've never been like dark movies. But like, oh, I will say though, like, yeah. Like, cause like I can't watch drama. Some of that is just, I think it's my job. Like I just, I don't, anymore, any more drama. Anymore talking. And, and that goes even beyond that because I have now realized I don't like talking when I had a long day at work. Like if I had to see more than four clients, like I don't want to have, Conversations when I get home. I would like no one to talk to me. I would like to make the child dinner, kiss on her, love on her, hug on her, send her go to take a bath. Like, oh, it's bedtime. And then just be in a cone of silence. But I will say, like, that is something that has changed. Is like, I can only do happy stuff now. Like, <laughs> if I have to watch something for longer than like a TikTok three minute, it, then it needs to be happy. It needs to be funny. It needs to be something that makes me laugh. I don't need to watch, imagine bad scenarios that then trigger me into feeling bad feelings like no it's fine I know I have too many real ones in real life happy that's fair I'm so laughing. different things
1: yeah different different things it happens yeah but I I know people who have even like they diet change how like, for certain foods I um I laughed at I know I saw like a tiktok of someone of someone being like Why didn't y'all tell me that this was going to happen? That like some stuff when you do go through a certain journey, I guess, especially if you lean in more on the spiritual side, it's like certain things don't even taste the same or aren't Mm -hmm. as appealing, doesn't feel good in your body the same way. And you have to make some changes.
0: Yeah, I am waiting for me to actually make the changes. I've definitely, I'm in that period of foods not tasting the same. And I'm like, I'm not going to eat a salad though. Like, and I'm fighting it. I'm fighting it. <laughs> what, what? Why are you against salad? <laughs> uh, I hate salads. I really hate salads. Like, you gotta be one hell of a salad for me to like you.
1: But don't you make I'm... like big seven layer giant salads? I
0: no. I don't know why you think that's a thing. <laughs>
1: oh. mm. <Ooh. laughs> because I believe that I'm recalling, I don't know if I had a party or something, and you brought.
0: Oh, yeah. I know how to make them because I don't cook. And salads are the easiest thing to cook. That doesn't mean I like seated salads. <laughs> it's just whenever y'all okay. need me to bring stuff to parties, so I was like, okay. I I bad. Make a bad. It was a very good salad. It had lots of
1: ingredients in it. Uh, mm-hmm. I figured this was a thing that you like to do uh, no, when you had the time. Whenever
0: I have to make one, I try making Y'all getting, y'all getting seasonings. And a salad, y'all get in top of the line croutons. But you're not going to be
1: that
0: for you. You don't want that. Now, we discussed this in last week's episode. I'm not good at being motivated by just the idea that Russ needs it.
1: <laughs> no, that's fair. I mean, <laughs> you're right. You got like it. That's why, but I'm like, you make good salads. was like, you don't like them. I guess that was my confusion of like, what you mean? Like me? Yeah, I'm terrible. To me, a salad is like lettuce and
0: tomatoes. Maybe you're right. Maybe I need to go back to making good salads. But I, yeah, I'm not a big salad person, like I'm just not a big salad person, but at the same time, like I used to love pork, and pork ain't hitting it, but it's one of the few things I know how to cook well, like pork chops, like I still know how to cook a really good pork chop, and i it and it doesn't taste good to me anymore. It t- every now and then I'll get a hit of like, oh, there it go, but it just don't, yeah, for the most mm-hmm. part, like. Pork don't taste as good to me now, and I don't, a whole bunch of things, even like chicken is starting not to taste, chicken breast still tastes good to me, but I made some wings and this wasn't my cooking, y'all, because I just threw it in the air fryer, so this wasn't in my, <laughs> this wasn't a lack of my skill, they were seasoned, they they got thrown in there, and I did not, I just, but this has been for like seven months now, <laughs> where I can feel my body seeing change. And I'm just like, no, we're gonna get chocolate. And I'm like, oh, it doesn't give me the same happy high that the chocolate used to give me. That's a lot
1: of stuff that changes, and it sucks. Um, yeah,
0: but I'm holding on. So okay. <laughs> I'm hoping okay. to get to the point that I can slide into veganism easily. Okay.
1: there. Yeah, so. Um, <laughs> but I know, like, I know for me, but chicken and stuff like that is not as. Even when I've tried to have it, I'm just like, you know, I didn't need that. Mm-hmm. Really didn't do much for me, didn't didn't love it. Um, I don't cook meat anymore, so mm-hmm. that's a whole whole other thing. Like when I had some like leftover eggs for something, I tried to mm-hmm. cook them. Oh my god, the smell. I was like, nah, I'm good. I don't want them. Like, I mean it's like if you make those kinds of changes, like certain types of dietary changes mm-hmm. that along your journey, along your way, it <sighs> can I mean On the one hand, it opens up possibilities for so many other awesome great foods, okay? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm a believer in that. I I mean,
0: I need you to send me some recipes for some of these great (laughs) foods because this is also where I fall off because I know this is it. I thought my ascension into healthy eating was going to be like, ooh, delicious, delicious, delicious. I guess I can can do this because it's delicious and that's not what's happening. What's happening is like, (laughs) Ew, you know, <laughs> I don't like the stuff that I normally like. Since it's all nasty, let me just eat vegan. Like that's where I am. Right. And I don't like it because
1: I like food a lot. There's so many foods that aren't meat though. That's I guess that's what I was like. I discovered that I had vegetables I've never had before. I hated mushrooms. I've never ate mushrooms. I didn't like the texture I of them. Now mushrooms. I'm exploring all different kinds and I cook them all kinds of ways and I love them. Like i love them yeah, so my, my palate has opened up significantly but there's stuff i can't go back to like I, I ain't had a hot wing i wouldn't even know what that oh and it's very odd to me <laughs> to think about how i used to destroy a 10 piece but you know i will say drinking is another thing that can change <laughs> along in people's yeah. healing journey. or even even when you have people who maybe didn't get to that point but just make the conscious decision like that's another thing, right? When we make conscious decisions to be like, you know what? I'm gonna change this because this does not suit me anymore. When I drank, I made bad decisions or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be, or it caused me to get whatever or I realized it was a negative coping skill that I was using. It is so embedded in our culture, alcohol, that it really does have a huge big change. Um mm-hmm a lot of things, what people can do for fun, who they hang around. Mm-hmm. And if they don't have friends who are like supportive of those types of things, that's huge too. Like, yeah. like I, I know we've had to, you know, cut off certain friendships and things because they, it's like, why can't I can't come to your party and just be here? Why are you harassing me to drink alcohol when I don't want it?
0: <laughs> yeah. I think you're, you're very much right. Especially if you were kind of overdoing it on the alcohol before it's yeah I don't see how you can do it without making that change and if you were a person who was an alcoholic before uh chances are your family place or your friends lovers and so forth are probably on the encouraging side of that probably they wrapped up uh-huh probably are like what do you mean how are we gonna have fun then we're going out yeah without <laughs> drinking one of my friends,
1: he always says, like a lot of people realize that their drinking buddies were just drinks,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like like as in y'all really weren't friends outside of that.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, it is, it is a whole
1: thing. I think it can help to just kind of like what we're talking about when you start looking at yourself outside of your trauma. If you are someone who is used to numbing or pain and what you're going through with unhealthy coping skills, and those unhealthy coping skills involve other people, unhealthy coping skills. Yeah, when we have all these these different things that we are doing that are out of our trauma response because we're triggered by this that and the third like once you start simmering that kind of stuff down you're like yeah i don't want to be around this person you were to come around when i was trying to numb i don't want to numb anymore i want to feel
0: yeah that's definitely definitely a thing because i know for me it was recognizing that i was always doing disappearing acts on folks and like that was something i did out of coping like and would just disappear and just, just vanish from people's life because I didn't want to deal with like being an emotionally available adult and like having the conversations and like doing things like I would just rather like drop the whole friendship in or relationship and then going about my life and recognizing that was a thing and being like, okay yeah, you This is you. You can't do this anymore. You're too aware of how that affects other people. And like, now what are you hiding from? Oh, you, you're doing this. You don't wanna be the bad guy or you don't want to like indulge anything that's gonna get you in your feelings. Okay, now that we know that that's what we're running from, now I'm healing and I'm not who I used to be. And trying to figure out who you are outside of your trauma what do you do next? How do you start the process of redefining and refinding who you are?
1: Yeah, I think, I think it begins with like one, like we said, just that awareness. And then next step is like, well, what's another way to do this?
0: I think a way that was helpful for me at the very least was going back and thinking about the things that I used to feel really passionate about and wanted to do, but I let guilt or shame talk me out of it. Mm -hmm. and started doing those things was like a really big part it felt really simple uh and sometimes stupid but that was a real big part of me finding back who I am but outside of trauma being able to walk outside of guilt and or project a shame and looking at those things that used to set my heart on fire and be like oh yeah I wanted to be a creative Mm -hmm. there was a point in time I did not think that was silly Like that was something I wanted to do. And I wanted to do it for a living and I wanted to pursue it. I wanted blah, blah, blah. And at some point I was told that wasn't good. That was sustainable. You always have to be on your defense. You always got to be able to protect yourself. You always got to be able to live by yourself. You always got to be able to independent, independent, independent. Can you do that that way? No. So let me go to school, undergrad, and let me go to grad school. Let me do this and let me do that. Looking back at the things you used to want to do and you let fear, shame, or guilt talk yourself out of and start reconnecting with that part. That non-dangerous, non felonious part. Let me be very clear <laughs> about that. Some of y'all, all know. Some of y'all got shamed out of some things and they were rightfully so. <laughs> they should not have been done. I think mean,
1: that's a good one now. To so look back at those things, like,
0: yeah,
1: nothing is great. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a good start. And uh, redefining, yes. When I think of redefining, I think that it is kind of like what you were saying of uh, looking back at who you wanted to be, who you've always wanted to be. I'm also thinking about it like, hmm. Some people didn't even have that, right? <laughs> like, like their mm-hmm. their stuff started, so you know, they never had a chance to. So, mm-hmm. well, I guess that would be redefining, right? Like, if there's nothing else mm-hmm. to really find, if you're looking back at the past and you're like, the answers ain't there. I never really wanted to do anything in particular. I'm not really sure what those things were. Explore. <laughs> explore explore mm-hmm. explore look at look at other people other people people you admire and feel inspired by and I think we talked about this on our our motivation episode of just where we kind of find some of that inspiration to to do the thing whatever it is that that you're thinking of doing but yeah I think redefining yourself you actually have to to do the work of like how how can this be different what could this actually look like and being willing to um, reframe some things
0: mm-hmm going back to what you were saying of like, go find some things. One of the things I did during the pandemic was I was buying Groupons every weekend to try something new. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yep. I don't have hobbies. I need to start having hobbies. I need to start doing stuff. I need to get out this house. I need to, I need to, I need to get active. And of course, when they were allowing, you know, people kind of slowly come out and uh, every week, I would go to Groupon. I would try a new spa thing. I uh, got in one of those floating egg pod things, sensory deprivation. One of those. I did. I did one of those. Trying to find things that would ignite passion for me. And it's something I recommend to clients: all that trying to get off autopilot? And they're like, I'm just, I like, I'm trying to figure out me again. I don't know what I like. I don't know what to do. I always recommend, like, go oh, on Groupon once a week, once every like other week, whatever works out for your budget. And just do a random thing. Yeah. One time pick something that you think you'll like next time, pick something. You're like, I don't know what the hell this is and just do it. Do it. One of the things yeah. I ended up doing is, and this wasn't with like, I was going out, picking stuff. Someone had invited me, actually invited us for a team building exercise to do the sipping paints, but I hadn't done one in like a while. And now since it took all of us to do that, I have been back like four times. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. within a year like i know being like i really like drinking and painting (laughs) i really like these two combinations of things i think we should drink and paint more with (laughs) with with usher in the background yes let's drink and paint usher in the background but no from that 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 drinking and painting with alcohol which i enjoy so very very much it also allowed me to remember like how much i miss being in the city and going out because when I would go out and do that, uh, because it's so far away from where I live, I would go out to the city and do these seven pains, and it would turn into an all night thing. And it just started getting me out again. And I was like, Oh yeah, I miss being out because a lot of my healing required me to be in isolation. Like mm-hmm. a woman line. And then I got really comfortable being isolated. Yeah. And so I mean, I'm still like hello, hello comfortable <laughs> isolating. It's been great but when i will do those sipping paints like usually end up being a whole day event where we get brunch before then we meet up there and then we drink and then we drink and then we're painting and drinking and then when someone's like okay well now we gotta get dinner and i'm like yeah no that makes sense yeah let's get dinner and then we get dinner and we'll like walk around downtown or if we're in buckhead we'll walk around the plaza area and we'll go to houston's and and up being a whole day thing and I, it reminded me like, okay, I miss human interaction. <laughs> uh, so that is all we have for today's episode. We appreciate you guys for listening. We ask that you enjoy that you head over to Apple Podcasts. If you are listening over there and you leave us a review, leave us a review with some words. You can reach out to us at she Wolf Alchemy Podcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at She Wolf Alchemy. Now, other than that, guys, we'll have a new episode for you next Sunday. And bye.
1: Bye.